0: Welcome to this month's Millennial Spotlight, brought to you by Lead With Intention. I'm Leslie Bosterman, executive coach and lifestyle strategist, partnering with millennial leaders and their managers. The purpose of these conversations with millennial changemakers is to deepen and extend the dialogue around how to lead with intention. This summer, we're focusing on the intention of values-based living and how to design your life so it fits what you most believe in and stand for. I'm here with Jennifer Manuel, a fellow Sacramento-based executive coach. Who specializes in helping leaders and individuals in transition define their values so they can live and lead authentically? Jen is the founder and CEO of the VIA Consulting Group and has a decade of experience in corporate America working for IBM's global business services consulting organization, among many other talents and skills. So, welcome, Jen. It's so good to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me, Leslie. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So, tell us
0: a little bit about yourself and your background and kind of what brought you to this place of value based living?
1: Sure. Well, when I look back over the course of my career, I think values was one of those things that was ever-present, but I didn't realize it until I started intentionally focusing on it. Uh, when I was at IBM, I was asked to assist with our onboarding program for new hires who were coming into the organization. It was one of those, because you're one of those millennials, so you can relate to them sort of thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And one of the things I quickly realized that new employees were struggling with in kind of that first six months of their transition was that they didn't have the language to be able to articulate that there was something rubbing up against one of their core values. It's not that the situation was good or bad, but that one of their um that how behind the work was was coming into conflict mm. um and something that they held sacred was was they was being challenged a little bit so i realized that in this program that if we started with values and helping people become values literate that we could develop this language to not be able to say a situation is good or bad because values are are agnostic in that way but to be able to say okay this is rubbing up against one of my core values how do I deal with this situation so that was kind of the first example in in my background of of when I started to become much more intentional about values um And then when I left IBM to start my own business, I knew I wanted values to remain one of the focal points of my work, that dream of, you know, helping people become more values literate and even bigger than the dream. I knew it was crucial for me in this line of work to really walk the walk, not just talk the talk when it came to values based decision making. So in my business today, I think the biggest area I've seen has been in the types of clients I choose to take on in my consulting practice and in my coaching practice Um, and having the freedom to walk away from perfectly good contracts because there wasn't a set of shared values between us. Mm. And conversely... The times where there was um, where and where I've thrived the most is because there's an outstanding match between my values and the organization or person that I'm working with, with their values as well.
0: And, and that's such, it seems so simple when you frame it that way, that there's a congruency <laughs> of values and kind of at the central core of your being and your mission um, and your purpose, there's an alignment. Yet oftentimes, whether it's in our careers or in our personal relationships, um, in our family relationships, we often struggle and there's that friction. So when you think about values and how it fuels effective leadership, it it seems kind of not cliche or it goes without saying, but share a little bit more about how you view values and leadership coinciding.
1: Sure. Sure. I think when we live from our values that there's several things that happen that we start to become aware of and notice more often. I think it, at the beginning we become more authentic. We are are able to not have this work persona and this home persona and this other persona, but when we when we live and lead with our values, we we do become more authentic. We also start to learn how and where we can make compromises. Compromising on values typically isn't something that we would recommend, right? Yeah. (laughs) But understanding what our values are and being able to take a step back from a situation and say, what's going on here? You know, am I giving something up by compromising in this situation? Or can I stay true to my values and who I am? and still bring about a resolution to this problem. So it helps us make better compromises, I think, which is very important in our personal lives, in our professional lives, in our relationships. Um, I think we also gain the ability related to this to see things from multiple perspectives. So when we know who we are and we're very grounded in our values and have that as our anchor, we can become more global and well-rounded thinkers because we we gain the ability to entertain a variety of different perspectives and understand if they align or maybe don't with our own. Finally, I think we start to lead from a place of self-confidence and of genuine humility when we start to see alignment between our values across all the areas in our lives.
0: Yeah, when you think of values holistically, so I love that you mention there might be kind of a tug of war, I say, of of values where you have two values that can coexist but can also be in competition, whether it's two you hold or one between yourself and a coworker or a spouse or a partner or a child um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or just a situation. And it's knowing that you can still have that as a value, but make an intentional choice to honor another value over it. And I, I think that's a, that's a sticky place that a lot of people struggle with because um, they either feel like they're selling out or they feel like, oh, well, I'll just go with the flow to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really important to understand, well, what are you choosing to honor instead. It's not just giving up on something. So I think that's that's a piece, especially for living that kind of authentic leadership, that wholehearted leadership we talk so much about um, is, is just foundational.
1: I would absolutely agree. I think we see this in organizations when we have co-workers who are working together or a manager and an employee who are working together, and it's in the how work gets done. So if you have someone who values change and variety, and you have someone who values routine, how the work gets done is going to look very different to those people who share values that are on kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. So when we have this competition, these competing values that are kind of rubbing up against each other that define how the work gets done. I think that's where there's an opportunity for people to have a dialogue, to explore, to be able to talk about this, to understand what it looks like when we can honor different people's values.
0: And and the biggest thing I'm hearing, too, is have an awareness of what your values are and how those intertwine with your company mission and your company values if your company has expressed this um, as well as what your supervisor values so how values are expressed you can have a a similar value but how it is expressed could look differently so speak a little to that if you've had experience working with groups and teams and individuals around the expression of values
1: sure um i i think one of the the Areas that we see this in the most is in manager and employee relationships. And going back to that notion of how work gets done, many millennials that I see today have a very strong preference and have a a very strong time freedom value. So it's defining how they fill up their days when they're doing their work and having the freedom to move between different work activities and tasks and things like that. And many of the managers of millennials do not have this time freedom value. If we're looking generationally across some of these, um, but do have a, a value of structure and kind of that, that cohesion that comes from structure. So a lot of times we'll see millennials and their bosses kind of, bumping heads, not because the work isn't getting done, but it's not getting done how a millennial manager would get it done. So in a lot of these conversations, we try and focus on outcomes instead of process. So getting to a desired outcome, to a desired caliber of work, instead of having Constraints around the way work gets executed, and I think that that's one of these where where it really starts to to come to life. I think for folks in organizations,
0: absolutely. And whether or not it's a generational difference or a personality difference or a work culture difference, what it really comes down to is how is something being valued, whether it's personal values or again organizational values. And then, what does that look like when it's expressed? So, I love that idea of outcome versus process. That's such a good schema for really breaking it down and saying what what's happening here. Yeah. So, I, one of the things that I've heard a lot from managers of millennials, whether or not um, they're in Gen X or or other generations, they they talk a lot about what will millennials have this supposed entitlement around having flexible hours or like you said, time freedom. I'd love that way to mm-hmm. conceptualize it. And they look at that as a way to kind of almost make them seem not accountable or a lack of ownership. Whereas mm-hmm. if you, the millennials I know are the most hardworking because they have that time freedom. So again, it's, it's looking at it and saying, if you're flexible in your mindset and how you manage and how you lead a team, your outcomes will probably be even more exceptional than you could orchestrate on your own. Absolutely. And and it's figuring that out. So it's, it's figuring out how do the individual values fit in with the organizational structure? So beyond just maybe the five to 10 values that they espouse, but what does that look like from a cultural and a structural standpoint? Um, Mm -hmm. So when you think about other millennial peers, you mentioned kind of time freedom. Um, What are other core values that, And again, I know this could be sounding really stereotypical or overgeneralizing, but I do know that there are core values that most millennials kind of could rally around or share. So what are some of the ones that come to mind for you?
1: Uh, So in in all the years I've been doing this research, which has been about eight years now of of using these values-based tools that I've created, um... Time freedom is the only one that has a generational correlation. Hmm. There are, and as I mentioned before, values in and of themselves aren't good or bad. But generationally, a lot of times we ascribe value to certain values. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, but when when i look back at some of the research that we've done the only one that has this generational differences for millennials is the time freedom value the ability to structure your day as you wish um, the the remainder that we've seen and this is from a, a set of, of 44 values that i've used the remainder that we've seen ironically don't have a any generational preference.
0: Huh. That doesn't surprise me necessarily, but it further emphasizes the fact that values are subjective, like you mentioned, so there's not a good or a bad label, but for each person, it's a subjective experience for how they choose exactly. them. And exactly. That also shows that you can have a baby boomer or a Gen X manager who shares like the central same core values as a millennial, so it's more than just the values that might cause some of that generational divide if you're experiencing that on your teams.
1: I think that's so true and that's one of the things that that I've talked about is isn't it wonderful that we don't have generational based values in in some of the research that's coming out now it's that they are more common than we think and they more shared that we than we think in organizations. There's there's a couple we pull out for each generation. Time freedom being the one for millennials, but its values are are more expansive than that, which gives us a great framework and common ground to start from.
0: Awesome. So if a millennial is listening to this, or even their manager, and they've heard about values and they're like, yeah, of course they have values, but they maybe haven't gone deeper into that process of self-discovery and awareness to actually identify and then describe values in their own words, how would you direct them at like a starting point?
1: That's a great question. I think the place where it all starts, if I go back to the very inception and it's the area where I've seen millennials who really excel at leading with their values are they are creating a self-reflection practice and whether that's meditation whether it's decision making space whether it's a quiet walk it's a daily practice of learning how to lead with their values because it requires you to be present and not reactive so the folks I've seen who have really excelled at this both millennials and and others are are carving out this space and it can be difficult you know we're we're given 168 hours every week time is the great equalizer and how we spend that time is so important to us but carving out this space in our daily activity and our weekly activities can be difficult but I think we really reap the rewards when we start doing it Um, I think that's one of of the biggest areas where we can start is just creating that mental headspace for ourselves to be able to pause and say, what's going on here? What do I truly believe? What really drives me to do what I do?
0: These are all those powerful kind of deep purpose-led questions. So Mm
1: -hmm. again,
0: it's one thing to have an awareness that values matter. Two, to have the intention to set aside time, and then three, to actually do it <laughs> and <Yes. laughs> sit with yourself, whether it's a daily practice or something you do is like a capstone of your week or at the start of a week, just to think about who am I and how do I want to live and lead? That's, that's the whole lead with intention. It's set your intention based on your values and then put legs under it and activate it, make it happen. And I know in your VIA Consulting Group, that's exactly what you do as well.
1: Yes, having those weekly bookends of self-reflection and asking good questions of yourselves. I I love the concept of leading with values because it keeps us honest with ourselves. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing is when we can look back and then set an intention to look forward. That's That's where this this concept, I think, really shines for people.
0: So one thing to look forward to this summer, um, we're going to have three months of values-based questions on our social media. So some of which Jen has contributed, some of which um, others who are listeners have shared, and a lot of just really, really kind of deep meditative things you can marinate in. So nothing that is super, super heavy, but something that will get you thinking. Uh, So make sure to check out lead with intention on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, And we'll put some links at the end of this podcast so you can dive deeper into some of those. So I think that's a, that's a good starting point. So if you need some of that daily inspiration to get you going, that's a way we can partner together as well. Um, So Jen, do you have any kind of final thoughts that you wanted to highlight or any other advice that you wanted to share with millennials who are ready to take this next step?
1: Sure. Uh, I think, so for a, a specific one and then a general one, I think for millennials who are job hunting, and we all know how stressful that can be, remember that this process and that interviews and all these things are a two-way street. So as you're going out and looking to become part of an organization or even creating your own Look to make sure that your values are in alignment with the organization's values and explore these areas during your interview. Um, I'll I'll give you a quick example. I just had a coaching client who, rather than submit a typical cover letter, submitted a, a series of I believe statements with her resume that outlined her core values, the beliefs that she's formed from her experience in, in this case, in the education field and it was a great conversation starter between her and the organization because there were a couple of areas that they said, well, we're not really sure if this is something that fits in with our organization. And they were able to dive into that during the, the course of the interview process. So it will help you can go down that, that two-way path of making sure you're joining an organization whose values line up with your own. And then I think the broader piece and the broader advice is going back to that creating a self-reflection practice and and really finding time to carve out space for it and make that a part of a daily or a weekly practice as you move forward to define and live your values authentically
0: as you share this i'm thinking wow what a powerful way for her to show up in this interview process and to mm-hmm not be attached to that as her only option or her only job. So many people feel that kind of pressure in the job search. Um, But to be able to have the courage and the authenticity to put herself out there. And then I was thinking, man, what if we did the same thing in our, in our romantic relationships, whether you're (laughs) dating or, or married or, or what, that you, you can put that out there so people know who you are Mm -hmm. and, and, can align with that in a really beautiful way. So that's kind of humorous, but it's also, it's it's amazing when you think about the ability to be that honest with yourself and with others.
1: Yeah, I I, I think you've really hit on something and it, it amazes me with the clients that I work in, with and the relationships that I have. When you start being more declarative about this process, all of the wonderful things that seemingly fall out of the sky into your lap. <laughs> but when you become more clear on who you are, the kinds of opportunities or relationships you're seeking and and how your values play a role in that, they they sometimes feel like they come out of thin air, but I think it's because of the clarity that comes from going through that process.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the other stuff just falls away. All yes. the stuff that would normally distract you or... Maybe take you on a tangent because it, it it's fifty percent right or, oh, I could make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in that space of just trying to make something work or putting up with something that isn't fitting you and there's a nagging feeling, um, that's where these values questions and this summer exploration can really help you dive deeper into who am I? Who do I want to be? How do I want to live and lead? with more authenticity and purpose. So that's really what we're focusing on and what Jen has just so beautifully highlighted for us. So Jen, thank you for so much for being with us and just and sharing your insight. And I encourage everyone who's listening to check out Jen's work at viaconsultinggroup.com. As you continue exploring how to live and lead from your core values, make sure to check out leadwithintention.com for additional insight and other perspectives from millennial change makers. We'll be looking at a variety of angles of how to live and lead with your values, including these questions, as well as other resources, articles, TED Talks, and just filling this summer with this sense of purpose, as we've mentioned. So, I'll be on maternity leave with my second baby boy during this time, so I won't be as active on social media, but I'm hoping to give you this gift. So, I'll be focusing on my values, honing that in, caring for new, beautiful life, and giving you a chance to. Do the same in your own way. So thanks again for being with us. This is Leslie Bosserman inviting you to join the wholehearted leadership revolution as you continue leading with intention.